Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back in to southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint chris yow mo Patton, coach mike on the controls 23 minutes past the 10 o'clock hour here in columbia tennessee coming to you live from the front porch as we celebrate one year of sm-tnsports.com. I think that was the uh, the voice that Dan said don't use. Dot com. <coughs> don't do that. Don't do that, Chris. Just be natural. Natural works. Yeah, it works. I, I hope it does anyway. Natural. Because I don't have one of those voices. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we're so excited to be with you here today, and we hope that you will join us on the front porch. From 1130 to 1 o'clock today, we will have some JJ's Barbecue in the house. We will have maybe some cake, hopefully, if if we're lucky. Um, but, yes, please come join us. We'll be out here. Will we have any wings for T-Willie? Uh, you know, <laughs> no, we'll probably have to make him pick up his own. Uh <laughs> We already we already settled that bet. There we go. We already settled that. Bet. No, uh, but thank you guys so much for hanging out with us here on this Tuesday edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. We are so excited to uh, welcome to the Parks Motor Sales Hotline uh, ESPN.com writer uh, for women's basketball, especially um, Michelle Vopel. Michelle, welcome in and thanks for joining the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, Michelle, um, wanted to check in with you because we figured if anybody could give us a little little backstory, a little insight into this weekend's news of Kim Mulkey stepping away from a Baylor program that she had won three national championships with to go home and take over the LSU program, it would be you. So no pressure there. Yeah, you know um, – <laughs> It, 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 I think it surprised a lot of people in certain ways, and then when you kind of go through it and knowing Kim Mulkey's personality, it, it makes a little bit more sense. Um, basically, you know, she said uh, yesterday, she, you know, in, in the sort of the combo pep rally press conference that they had at uh, uh, in Baton Rouge, that it was a chance for her to go back home, if you will. She, you, she grew up um, very near Baton Rouge. And this is, you know, her opportunity to, you know, finish her career um, in her home state. But as you can guess, I think a lot of people are wondering if, if she had some friction 
um, you know, with Baylor's president and, and athletic director, and I think probably she did. I, I think over time um, they, they they disagreed on certain things, and it, it may have been a situation where she just, you know, she felt like, hey, I've I've got this a place to go that is home for me, that is really going to sort of. Um, bathe me in a lot of love and a lot of attention and, and, a, and a lot of things that that'll feel really good and it'll also give me this chance to uh to prove to everybody i can do this again you know i did it at baylor and i can do it again and if you know kim she's probably one of the most competitive people i probably have ever come across so i think all of those things um kind of came together to, to you know, for this to happen. You know, and, and we all want to be loved, and we all want to feel wanted, and sometimes when you don't feel that way, that um, creates things. But there had to be a position for her to go to at LSU. Um, it hasn't been announced yet, but, I mean, is it is it just a given that Nikki Fargus is going to take over the, um, the top spot with the Las Vegas Aces of the WNBA, Michelle? It, it certainly seems that way, and that's been an interesting thing too, because it was, you know, sort of first rumored almost two weeks ago that that she was going to take that job, but it was not officially announced that she was leaving her LSU job until this past Friday. So it's been one of the weirder things I've seen in terms of, you know, there was so many rumors, there was a lot of people speculating long before Kim Mulkey took the job that she was going to take the job. So you know, you there's those um, hiring. For instance, Oklahoma women's basketball went through a hiring where they really didn't have any leaks versus LSU where it was it was just nonstop. You know, it was a nonstop stream of, of leaks, if you will. And everybody sort of knew it was happening and then it was a matter of if she was going to do it or not. And you kind of felt like the fact that she wasn't shutting down any of the talk meant that she was going to do it. Yeah, we're speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Michelle Vopel of ESPN.com. Um, Michelle... How do you feel like this went down, or how did it go down? I mean, how did the dots connect? Do you think Kim reached out to LSU being a little unhappy with her situation at Baylor? Do you think Scott Woodward actually picked up the phone and called her? I mean, who initiated what? I mean, I don't yeah. I don't think those dots would ordinarily connect even with her background. Yeah, I think the way that she described it was that that Scott had called her this past week, but I don't think it was. It's unlikely um, that that. Um, l- let me say this: obviously, her son Kramer played baseball at LSU and still has very close ties to the school and 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 the coaching staff there. So I can't imagine that there wasn't some kind of communication that went to say, "Hey, I'd be willing to listen to this." And so I think that was probably the case. As you guys know, LSU is going through some difficult things right now, and and they're not going to be over with for a while. They have two major lawsuits they're facing now, dealing with um, essentially dealing with the Title IX issues, the behavior of Les Miles while he was coached there, the way that was covered up. Um, and I think LSU, and I'm just trying to be uh, realistic here, obviously they want their women's basketball program to win, but I also think they saw this as a public relations move to bring in, you know, such a famous name, somebody who is, I feel like, is a guaranteed winner. I mean, she's done that all her life, everywhere she's been. And maybe it, it really was a timing situation. She was 
feeling a little bit, um, if you will, un- unappreciated, and, and maybe that that was in her mind. You know, you guys know how coaches are; <laughs> they can sometimes feel this way, whether it's happening or not. Um, there's been debate at Baylor about where they're going to build their new basketball arena, and Kim's the kind of person that if she felt like she wasn't being listened to on that, that would have made her upset. So I think, like you said, there's it, it's not like a straight line of dots. It's a zigzag line. And if the timing hadn't happened when it did, this probably wouldn't have taken place. But it, it did happen this way. And it's especially interesting when you think about it. She's going in the Naismith Hall of Fame uh, next month, and she's changing jobs. I, I, I can hardly think of anybody who's ever been in a position like that before, where they're being inducted into a Hall of Fame as a coach, and they're about to start a new job. And I guess you'll be wearing purple and gold for that induction instead <laughs> of green and gold. Now, um, we're speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Michelle Vopel of ESPN.com. Um, you know, Michelle, the Southeastern Conference has long been looked upon as the bellwether of women's basketball. That may not necessarily be the case in 2021 that maybe it was 20 or 25 years ago, but when you bring a Kim Mulkey into a league that's already got a a Gary Blair, that's already got a Dawn Staley, that's got some of the coaching titans that it has, <laughs> certainly doesn't get any easier, does it? No, it, it doesn't. And I think you're you're right. And I've always believed this. The SEC, even when it's not quote unquote the best, tends to be the most interesting. It just it has this history. It has these rivalries. It has the I still feel sure. like the, you know the, the greatest person and Pat Summit that, that was there. So I think that if there's still so much electricity around the conference. Um, meanwhile. Where does Baylor go? <laughs> yeah, that is the question. Are they going to be willing to pay enough money to pry somebody from a Power Five away? Especially this kind of late in the game, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, as we know, a lot of these, the, the coaching carousel happens more March and early April. Uh, are they going to do that, or are they going to go in-house um, with you know, to one of the two assistants that's still there, or are they going to look toward, you know, a, a head coach who isn't at a power five who's ready for a jump up? And I don't know at this point what their what their thought is on that process. They have the money, I think, if they want to, to go after another power five head coach. But will they will they decide that's what they want to do right now? They're really facing an interesting time because she built that program from the ground up. They'd never been to an NCAA tournament before she got there. Uh, she's iconic with the program. How do you follow that? Yeah, I, I think, you know, one of the most interesting quotes that she had was, you know, when I looked up in the rafters and saw the banners that say Final Four, none of them say national champion, and that's what she came there to do. That's a little different than the situation she took over at Baylor, and it's important to note that, you know, that's – She's walking into a program with a little bit of tradition, a little bit of history, a little bit of, uh, I guess, some some money and, and thoughts behind it, people who, who will support it if there's something to support. Yeah, you're, you're, it's very different. 
because at Baylor, there are no expectations. At Baylor, getting to the NCAA tournament was a celebration. But over 21 years, she built it towards the expectation was contending for national championships. At LSU, as you said, they had that, those five straight trips to the Final Four and couldn't make a championship game. There's one thing left to do for LSU basketball, and that's win a national championship. And that's that's what she's going in. You know, she didn't shy away from that. She's like, this is the goal going here. Very similar, actually, to what Vic Schaefer said going into Texas, you know. And I think when you're at that level of coaching, you have to believe that that's your goal and, and anything less is going to be, um, you know, not acceptable. And to bring it full circle, Michelle, um, as a Louisiana native, you know, she knows – she knows the legacy that Sue Gunter left there and, and Pokey Chapman following her and that kind of thing. And so she knows what LSU basketball at its best looks like, um, which I would think kind of gives her a leg up on possibly anybody else that would be coming in there. Exactly. And she's she's recruited out of LSU, obviously. Kalani Brown and Moon Erson are just two of the most recent players. So, excuse me, out of Louisiana. She's recruited out of Louisiana very well, obviously recruited Texas well, can recruit nationally. And and she understands, I think, very much what, you know, even though she hasn't coached in the SEC, I mean, she certainly grew up watching, um, you know, knowing about SEC basketball all the years she was at Louisiana Tech, going against Tennessee while she was at Louisiana Tech. So um, it, she, she really does know the landscape, even though, as, as you guys know, the landscape's changed some. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of new coaches or newer coaches in the SEC, and, and the big dog in the SEC without question is South Carolina. So that's who she's going to have to compete against, and, and I think she relishes that. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Michelle Vopel of ESPN.com, Michelle, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you while, you while we had you, shifting gears from Baton Rouge for a second, what's your read on Shay Ralph to Vanderbilt? She, you, couldn't, you couldn't find anybody who has much more experience with championships. You know, obviously winning them as a player, winning a ton um, as an assistant coach, I think it's a really good hire because I think she was ready for a head coaching job. She's had a lot of responsibilities at UConn during her time there, and she really knows how to develop players. The key I always feel like with Vanderbilt is, um, and, and actually Missouri kind of the same way, um, is you have to develop your own identity in, inside the SEC. For so many years, I think, where Vanderbilt was successful was they didn't try to be Tennessee. Uh, other other programs tried to beat Pat Summit at Pat Summit's game, and you almost never did that. Um, but what Vanderbilt did was try to be, okay, we're going to play. We're not going to just necessarily play grinded out SEC basketball. We're going to play our own style of basketball, and it, and it worked. I think Missouri, when they've had the most success, has tried to do that. They kind of the programs kind of remind me of each other, even though Missouri is obviously much newer in the SEC. But what we saw with with Stephanie White was Vanderbilt had no identity. You know, they, they really didn't, and it just uh, you know it wasn't like the old days where you thought, okay, this is what Vandy does, and they're going to do what they do, and they're going to be hard to guard, and and that's the way they have success. 
I think coming from a program that is so, so good offensively, the way UConn has been, is is the kind of identity that, that um, you know, that I think Shea wants to build. Michelle, uh, real quick before we, we let you go, um, just kind of want to go to the WNBA draft for just a moment because we here in Tennessee are big Renaud Davis fans, uh, and we feel like she has an opportunity to be one of the best players in the WNBA. Uh, it, is Tennessee basketball going to be able to uh, – produce more Renai Davises, and is she going to be somebody who can help continue bringing in that type of talent to Tennessee by her success? Yeah, I, I do think that they can. I think realistically the days of what we knew of Tennessee basketball we're not going to see again, and I think even Tennessee fans probably know that on some level um i think it, it would be very difficult at this point to replicate what tennessee was for so many years that said i do think kelly harper's a, a good coach and, and the right coach for the program the success that you have in the WNBA to me is something you have to use in recruiting i had renia davis going higher i mean i thought she was a lottery pick so it'll be interesting to see um you know how that works out she has the ability. We'd love to see her shoot the three batter, and that's a matter of you know working on it. But she has the ability to be, I think, a, a, a successful WNBA player. And if that's the case, again, I think that's something you can use in recruiting, and you can show players, hey, you can come here, and and this is a place where you can be successful because that definitely works for Connecticut. You know, they, they, they're able to say, hey, look at our track record here. If you want to go play in the WNBA, this is a great, great place to, to learn to do that along with whatever success you're going to have at college. Ask Crystal Dangerfield. Oh, excuse me? I said ask Crystal Dangerfield. Yes, yes that's absolutely. And, and Crystal, I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, and, and to me, she's Crystal's one of the one of those stories where I couldn't believe she dropped to the second round. I, you know, I thought, are people, you know, how many times do they have to know that you, UConn players produce? Um, and, and then she ended up winning Rookie of the Year and, you know, having a, having a really nice season. So you're, you're, you're right about that. But, but I think that is something now, if you're a coach and you don't realize how important that is, even though there's, we, we all know there's not nearly as many players who are going to play in the WNBA as think they're going to play in the WNBA, you have to be able to show players we can prepare you for the next level. No doubt. Michelle Vopel of ESPN.com joining us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline today. Michelle, thanks so much for taking some time with us and shedding some light on this uh, this coaching situation and uh, Kim Mulkey and everything else that goes along with it, especially uh, in the Southeastern Conference. It's going to be th – this year ought to be a lot of fun uh, in the next uh, couple of months. So we'll, we'll, we'll certainly be watching recruiting and – Next basketball season is going to be a lot of fun to watch here in the Southeastern Conference. Indeed, and and of course the transfer portal. <laughs> That's ah, going know. to be very interesting to watch too. So thank you for having me. No doubt, no doubt. All right, that is Michelle Vogel of ESPN.com on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we will talk um, about the top five. 
top five draft busts. We'll, 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 we'll touch on the draft a little, but then we'll get into our top five draft busts of all time. Should be fun. So stick around with Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee.